And hello, everybody. What have we here? It is Tom Chenault. It is Richard Brooke, and he is in a funeral parlor, it looks like. He's got himself a beautiful background of a very, very gorgeous, gorgeous. What is that? Oh, that's gorgeous. This is so exciting. We have been looking forward to this show forever. You guys, if I've got a mentor, it's him. I mean, I think he is the real deal. He's so much more solid than I will ever be in my life, not only physically, but also emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. It's very, and financially, it is so exciting to have him. What do you like him? I love him. He's like the father I never had. I know that. He's unbelievable. Hello. And you got to see your goddaughter, one of the Fog Girls, uh, yeah. New York. How exciting was that? That was great. We had dinner with the whole Fog family. What, even the ex-wife? Yeah, of course. Oh, no, not the ex-wife. Well, yeah. Well, the second ex-wife, not the first ex-wife. Don't yeah. confuse me. Katusha or whatever. Yeah, I like her. She's a great woman. I know her. Met her in Russia. So, no, I didn't. So, anyway. Are we, are we live? Yes. Oh, This I is the radio to, show. I wanted to change my shirt. Well, too late. You look great. Okay, so here's the deal. This is the Network Marketing Leadership Show. This is going to be an unbelievable show. So you want to pay attention today because we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff, about the future of this profession, where it's going, where it's been, and why we can't jack this up. And Richard's waving his finger because he's afraid we're not on Facebook because he got kicked off yesterday and he still thinks it had something to do with him. He doesn't know all of Facebook went down. So very exciting. I thought I shut it down. <laughs> yeah, you and Al Gore. That's exciting. Good. So tell me a story. What's going on? You're on this world trip. You're learning more about humanity, learning what's important, which is human connection, and having the time of your life with your dogs and your wife, right? Yeah, you know what's kind of magical, uh, Tom and Adrian, is um, motorhoming, which includes camping. I think it falls in the same category of riding a motorcycle and boating and, you know, probably surfing that when you're involved in those activities, all the pretense and all the attitude and all the barriers and all the polarity of politics just melts away. And everybody's like high-fiving and hugging and talking and, where are you from and where are you going and how do you how you like your motorhome? <laughs> uh, so you know it's kind of a beautiful thing motorhoming. It transcends all those artificial barriers we put up in connecting with each other. So yeah, we're having fun. We're on a for those that don't know, which is probably everybody watching. We're on a four month tour of America in a motorhome. Uh, it's called PARS, Pickleball and People, the Pineapple Express. And um, yeah, we're two months in. We're in Georgetown, Washington, D.C. this week. Came here to see the sights. I've basically spent the last two days on Zoom. But tomorrow, <laughs> we're, we're going to go see the sights. And tomorrow night, we're going on a nighttime private bicycle guided tour of all the stuff and then thursday morning uh i'm going to meet biden and pelosi and mcconnell in a private this the four of us meeting and we're gonna write legislation on requiring that every american citizen be belong to at least one network marketing company. We're going to mandate network marketing as part of people's, you know, pathway to economic freedom and independence so that, you know, we don't have to like support everybody with the government. So that's <laughs> Thursday. Stay tuned. I'll update you guys. I'll do a live or something Thursday about noon. Joe and I, the signature ceremony. Like that. Watch that, for it. That was the longest lead up to a joke I'd ever heard. <laughs> awesome. This is so great. Okay, now we got to take a commercial break. No, we're what? still here. No, I was just joking, Richard. It's all right. So, 
so Michelle Eldridge has joined us uh, kind of in and out. She just turned off her camera again. What a rock star Leave she is. Leave your camera oh. on, Michelle. Hello. I didn't mean to hit the button. Excuse the technology. You know, the challenge is over here that I have. I was there. Y'all were talking about me when Michelle gets here, and I'm like, people are texting me. I'm like, hey, hello. Here I am. So we got I'm you now. The reason, the reason we want you aboard is we don't know anybody more plugged into all the social media <laughs> and all the platforms and owning all of those instead of having all of those own you. It's just yeah. a joy to have you with us. And uh, we're going to get right to it. So, Richard Brooke, <clears throat> where are we in this big world of network marketing right now? Is it is it just the wild, wild west of crypto and all the other horse manure stuff that you're always ranting about? Or are we seeing a flight to quality? What do you see going on out there? I see a flight to quality. Yeah, for sure. I see a flight to quality, a flight to legacy. Um, you know, just cutting right to it. Um you know, I my my personal opinion, you said I was gonna be opinionated on this show, so personal opinion, which is also a fact. So when you marry those two together, it's pretty potent that the only really viable economic reason and benefit to building a network marketing business is the asset income or the legacy income or the residual income, call it whatever you want, the build it once, get paid forever income, which you just can't do anywhere else in the world for like part-time and investing three or four or $500, you can make 500 or $1,000 a month doing a million things. Somebody needs to make an extra $500 a month, well, drive Uber, buy something on eBay and sell it on Amazon, do Etsy, go work at Walmart for six hours a week. I, we're not part of the gig economy. The gig economy is like a million things people can do. And I realize that a lot of people in network marketing make two, three, four, five hundred dollars a month, and that's all they want to make. And that's cool. That's great. We have that opportunity, but that's not what makes us unique because you can do that doing a million things. What makes us unique is through exponential growth of the sales force and the customer base, you can build up a team, a community of repeat customers that's big enough you know, maybe somewhere around three, four, five, six hundred repeat customers. So the customers and the sales force don't care what you do. Bada bing. If, if it's big enough, so they don't care who you are or what you do as the founder of that team, then you got a shot at asset income. But of course, you only have a shot at it if you're selling products that people love and buy forever and that's not crypto that's not services that's not technology technology totally reinvents itself every 36 months or something if you want a clue what kind of products produce legacy asset income i don't know maybe go look at the top 50 direct selling companies in the world that are over 25 years old and look and see what kind of products they sell. You won't find crypto or education or services or anywhere in that bunch. They're all nutrition, weight loss, vanity products. So yeah, there's a flight to that, Tom. And I'm a champion for it. So am I. Uh, I think that's a huge thing. And there, there's, so, there's so much hype out there and there's a lot of companies out there that are really good at creating that FOMO, right? That fear and that this is ground floor. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's jumping on this hot new whiz bang thing. And it's easy. Oh my God. It's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> and the reality is that, I mean, you know, the numbers, Richard, what percentage of new companies fail? It's gigantic, right? It's, well, you know, I wish we kept track of it. You can't keep track of it through the Direct Selling Association because only about a fourth of the network marketing companies based in the United States are members of the DSA. 
but if you just kept track through the DSA, I mean, it, it's got to be 95% fail that are DSA members. And that's a bona fide credential to even get in there. So that's a that's a higher than average quality in the first place for that sample. It's it's amazing. Yeah, there's there's 190 DSA members, Direct Selling Association of America. This is based right here in D.C. There's about 700 network marketing companies based in the United States right now. 190 of them are DSA members. I think the failure rate's 99%, 98%. And I just based that on you know, the last 45 years, how many companies have I seen start? Thousands and thousands and thousands. How many of them are still here? Well, 700, and that includes the ones that started next last week. So, I mean, it's like number one, folks. If you you want to get paid forever on what you built, you got to build something that doesn't promise it's going to be the next billion dollar company. It doesn't promise they're going to reinvent network marketing. It doesn't promise they're going to be the fastest growing or claim they are the fastest growing. They've proven that if you build it, they'll pay you forever. And of course, no company has proven forever, but there are companies that have been paying people for over 60 years, three generations. I have clients that are the grandchildren of the people that built the business. Wow. Yeah, I'm so upset at you. I forgot about something. Number one, every time he's on the show, he there's a he goes, shut up. Let somebody else talk. And here we are. You know, he's just like on and on and on. Well, you invited me. I'm the guest. You invited me on the show. Okay, well, I'm still dozing off. Here's the deal. On your wall, you did this beautiful post the other day, and I put a quote up there, and you didn't even like it. You don't even read the comments. The lifetime, (laughs) seriously, the opportunity of a lifetime is only as good as the lifetime of the opportunity. I actually did comment on that. (laughs) I love that quote. I stole it, but I think it was profound. It wasn't me, of course. I just parroted it but the true story is everybody you're building this thing and you're putting people's destiny in your hands they didn't join it they joined you and if you've got like let's do this until it goes out of business mentality you are absolutely going to hell so let's yep. not basically i mean that's about the size right let's be honest he's the one he's opinionated i will tell you we are sponsored by genesis communication network and i love the guy and we're about to hear a great bacon commercial so stick around we're coming back right after this on the genesis communication network hey if you're gonna buy bacon make sure it's silver impregnated (laughs) (laughs) all right hold on one sec all right all right we're on the commercials So the guy that produces this show and sends it up to the radio thing, there is no gap for me between commercial and the show. And he like quadruples the, if we don't put a two second gap in, because he's so lazy, he won't listen to the show. Tom Sheffield, I know you're listening because he's our guy. But at the end of the day, (laughs) he like doubles the price if we don't have that two second gap. So you just put the bacon thing right in the middle of it and probably doubled the price. Keep going. It was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> I won't do that anymore. Michelle, I'm I'm glad you He's like, don't invoice uh, me. Reflective glasses on. They were oh my gosh. Listen, <laughs> if I don't wear those, I think I would be blind, number one. And number two, I kind of looked homeless before this. So I was gonna put them on there. I know what homeless looks like because I've literally ate out of a trash can homeless. So I can say that. However, sure. uh Adrian's like glasses i'm like i know the glasses i see but i took them off for y'all i will look this way just for you You to have no glasses you're welcome but i'm glad i'm here thanks for having me anyway you're right you can say that if you were this morning on a big zoom i said fat people love crunching and everybody went crazy (laughs) but i'm a fat people and i love crunchy so i can say oh no what is crunchy that that did not go right (laughs) what's crunchy huh crunchy what is it? Crunchy what? Anything crunchy, oh. people of weight love. Of weight? Like, people this, of weight. This, I'm <laughs> you love crunchy. Don't be lying to this me. This is happening. This is All happening. Right, go ahead. This you is love the, this, don't you, Adrian? I'm sure. This is, this is going great. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, is this a good time for me to talk about Michelle? Yeah, for sure. So I just want to thank you. No, I need to talk about something first. What? My, my other job should be as an HR guy. Fernie, Michelle, all I do, Richard, <laughs> an employment agency. He just calls me and says, who's great. And then he goes and hires them. Well, you said you're net, you're the, like the networking guy. You know everybody. Who else <laughs> I, call? Yeah, I well, mean, it I would be bad. If it. Okay, go ahead. She is awesome. It. I recommended you. Brag about it, and then you complain about it. No, no, both I love them both. <laughs> I just want to throw some um, accolades to Michelle Eldridge, who's been working with me now for a couple of weeks, and you were absolutely dead on, Tom. She's brilliant. She's energetic. She's connected. She's creative. She gets it at a deep level. And she's helping my team get it. And she's a blast to work with. I, she talks really fast. I have to stay up with that. <laughs> but that's you're not she alone. That she, she has a lot to say. So Michelle, thank you for um, helping my team get it so that we can deliver it. You know, I, at first when it, when I was talking to you and and trying to think about it, I think. One, that's probably one of the biggest compliments out here this year. I'm sure of it. I was just happy to be on this video, much less getting to help do something like that. And I think people don't realize, like, the opportunity that's in front of them. And and one of the first things that I'd said to Richard after we connected, when Tom sent, you know, we had this conversation, I'm like, if, you know, the biggest thing for me is aligning with whatever it is, if I'm going to help push it forward, if I can't, then I can't. And so I started studying and doing all those things. And I figured out like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, this isn't just a, one of these on the front. And then back there, it's like, don't go back there. I just want no. your money. I'm going to smile out here. And, and I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and then I really wanted help. I'm, I'm, I think you're one of the people that not enough people know about. I said the same thing about contact map. I've said it's Adrian a thousand bazillion times. I still believe that. And it's because you're what everybody needs. Both of you are. And that's why, well, that's why you have me. Here I am. You got you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, we're going back. So give me a couple seconds. We're only 41 minutes over, seconds over. Minutes. And we're back. <laughs> It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show. We've got the great Adrian Chenault, the unbelievable Richard Blissbrook, and Michelle Josephine Eldridge with us. It's a very, very good day. And isn't this fun having them all here? It was a good pull, Mr. Contact Mapper. You should have seen her face. Yeah. So here's the deal. You are like, Michelle is like Robin on the Howard Stern show. You know, she's just got this energy that is so great and so excellent and so different from, you know, the all Mr. Prim and perfect Mr. Brooke. And this is going to be the best show ever. And I'm going to, you guys got to watch this. So keep it moving, baby. Keep it moving, Adrian. Keep it moving. So, Keep him moving. Adrian's <laughs> like, what do I even do with it? Oh my God. So too, too funny. That, so that was a great contact mapping story. Uh, and so I, I will ask this question because that I already know the answer to because somebody's middle name and why they chose to insert their middle name into their title is one of the great stories of all time. So Richard Brooke, why did you start going by Richard Bliss? Well, this is awesome. In the early 1990s. You guys need to contact map this. Well, because I just have the ultimate in self-esteem. And how else would you express that other than to add the word bliss to your name? It is, it is quite zen. I always assumed it was something of this sort of putting out it the actually, vibe, but there's a better story. Actually is my real middle name. I'm actually, too, you don't know this, Tom. I should leave this on your phone message next time I call you and you don't answer. I'm a junior. Whoa, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I'm Richard Blissbrook, Jr. You better contact map that, Tom. Oh, I got right it. There. I just locked it in right there. It's in there. Yeah. So my dad was Richard Blissbrook, and my grandmother on my father's side is a Bliss. That's the surname. The Blisses immigrated to the United States in the 1600s, 1700s from Ireland and England. And um, 
my like great great grandfather was they were ranchers in nevada and california i never actually liked the name bliss i thought it was kind of airy fairy and so i never used it until the internet came of age like i don't know 1995 or something like that or whenever google like launched and um you know people started telling me hey we googled you and we came up with a porn star <laughs> because in 1995 you can actually google this in 1995 through like 97 98 99 somewhere in there the number one porn star in the world was brooke richards no. so people people would google me and they would end up with this porn star I kind of doubt she's still the number one porn star in the, in the world. <laughs> I hope um, But somewhere around 2000, uh, to distinguish myself on the internet, I added Bliss to my name. And it helped because there are still actually, there's a lot of Richard Brooks. But I'm the only Richard Well, you're Brooks the there. first one that pops up on Google. I checked yep. today. Yep. yep. There was there a friend is. of mine named Harry Robert Reams. Back in those days, too. Do you guys remember the porn star Harry Reams? No, no we no, don't, Tom. That's from 1955. Yeah, that's you, the first porn star I ever remember the name I, of. You would yeah. know that. We wouldn't know that. Can we yeah, get back to network Why marketing? did I dare introduce this topic into our conversation? But that really is that I was laughing so hard when you told that story because I never would have thought that was why you used your middle name. Well, and now it's really catchy, and, and his business is named after it. And I'm just like, I was telling my husband about it last time, like, why not? Why wouldn't you if it's not his name? Like, I would name myself that if I thought Denise, of it. Denise stayed the whole weekend, put Brooke up, cooked six meals a day for him, fed those dogs, got bit by the dogs, only for one reason, and that was get to get a Bliss hat. Didn't get it. She was so up. Her favorite what? hat is Huh, I feel that way about my T-shirt. Her favorite hat is the sure. hat. Thirty of them in the motorhome. She Can loves the blue hat. Network marketing, Adrian, bring it back. Anchor it. We're here for <laughs> substance. We, no, I hate to break it to you. There's a break. He's let the up. train leave the station without. We're about twenty seconds. We're, we're adding forty-five seconds. We got a minute and a half, but we're gonna. So the next, lest you for think real. that there's gonna be no real content on this show. The next segment's the long one. I have a whole string. I did my homework. I got a whole string of great questions. We're gonna go deep, but that was fun. I think that I think that was worth the price of admission. So I think it was twenty-eight minutes in. We're gonna get down to it. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> we start. We started off good. We've had some content on this show. I think he's never happy. He's never happy. <laughs> Are we? Do is this commercial time? No, I think so. We got 45 seconds. So, oh. uh, still? <laughs> yeah, I know it. I know it. You're all right. So, Richard, you've been. So, how, how many stops have you made on the Pineapple Express, roughly? Well, let's see. Um, oh, I don't know. Maybe 40 or 50. We're on day. Well, I don't know how many days. We're on week nine, about. 7,500 miles. We From one Washington in, to another. We started in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and went for two or three weeks around the Northwest. And then we started headed east to Montana, Idaho, Utah, um, then back up to Wyoming and Nebraska and Colorado and Iowa and up to uh -huh. New England. We've been up to Connecticut. Now wow. it came down to, then we're going down to Southeast and. You'll be close to me soon, I think, maybe. There we yeah, go. We're going to meet you go. somewhere right. on top of the Smoky Mountains or something. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Let's All take right. a break. We'll take a break. We're coming back right after this on the Network Marketing Leadership Show. All right. Sorry, Tom. I made it go long because I asked a question at the very end, but we're okay. Yeah. Don't fire me. So, all right. What I want to talk about is why you, you said something that I think is interesting and profound as we were wrapping up the last break, Michelle, which is that I think what Richard does, and if I do say so myself, what we do with contact mapping is really, really important, but it isn't sexy and it isn't 
the, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there that are selling people on things that take them in a very, very different direction than what we talk about. And why do you think that it's so important? And, you know, I'm going to make you put your marketing hat on. How do we make, how do we help people get how fun and how powerful this really is? You know, I think, I think, first of all, people, like, if you think about most people, they don't realize what's even, like, they don't understand that the person that's, you know, they just bought this thing. They don't know why. They don't, they don't know why they bought it or what they said or whatever, how they got them to buy it a lot of the time. And so once they get in there, they have this story in their head about what it's going to be, right? Marketers, a lot of them advertisers, I should say, because that's what a lot of it is, just a pitch fest. And then it's, you get in and they're unhappy. They come back. The expectation is met. And the problem is, is they're trying to make money, not actually help the person. They just want the sale versus, yeah, I want to make more money because the more money I make means I'm helping more people. It's not a together thing. So with contact mapping, you think about the person who, is in network marketing, they're probably not Googling the word connection. They're probably not Googling, how do I remember somebody's birthday or to follow up with them? Even though they have no system, they need those things, they're probably not Googling it. They're Googling secrets, key and all this. And it's because of this culture, basically, that was created a long, long time ago that has just been built upon and it's got worse over time because people get smarter. Right. And I think the key is you can have a short term business with short term transactions and one off conversations, or you can do what I've done and be connected to the best of the best. And I was nobody, literally nobody had any reason to speak to me when I, when I started meeting all the best people like Tom and everybody. When I spoke on stage, stage the first time, nobody knew me. But I can pretty much call up anybody, whether they, anybody that I've met, and they would do anything if I needed it. Almost any person. I would venture to say almost all of them. And it's because I didn't come into it with, oh, this is a, I'm going to sell them something. I've never bought anything from Tom, but he's helped me and I've helped him. And, it, and, there, and there was never an ask, but it happened. I'm on this show. I'm connected with Richard. That happened. Adrian, all, there's a lot of things that's happened because I didn't say, hey, Tom, you want to buy something? Or him yeah. for me, the first day that I met. I think if you think about the effectiveness, how fast things are, you want simple, you want easy. Like, really, if you want easy, why wouldn't you use it then? Like, the app is easy. If there's ever anything that could be called easy, literally and legally, that is it. But these gurus, all oh, the flashy things, make people think that they need something that they don't have or that's not, that's, you know, whatever, a bigger word to seem smart. And the truth is they need what's going to work when they're busy. They need just like, the, 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 the class that Richard's having, that's what they need. When they're busy, they need something that they're going to be able to do right then, there, and be done. And their business still grows when they got life going on because that's the point anyway, right? So I, I just think you've got to think about what do you actually need versus what you think or what somebody else tells you that you should need or that you should want because that's ultimately what's going to be. What are you missing in your business? Well, you found it. Welcome. You have contact mapping over here and you have Richard over there. I don't think you should go anywhere else. So All right. that's my thought. Well, well said and plug into what we're both doing because we're, we're, we're singing from the hymn, same hymn book. So we're going to come back to the, uh, the main show here and get going. Welcome back. It is the network marketing leadership show. We have got the first half of this show was a little bit like the Seinfeld show, a lot about nothing, but a lot of fun. You laughed. It was exciting. But the second half is going to have a heck of a lot more content. But you're still going to say, where do we get more of Richard Bliss Brook? And do not let us forget to tell you about a special he's doing tomorrow night for free as an introduction into his mastermind. It will be a 90 minute 
dive into what he's going to do over the next nine weeks, which is going to have you swallow your cigar, especially when you figure out the price, which took me about an hour to get to. And I kept thinking he was building up because he was offering so much content. And I finally got to the top of the mountain and I literally screamed because it was so affordable for a mutt like me. And what I love about it is he is one of the only ones that's exactly I mean, I can't think of another trainer that lives in both worlds. I live over here in the heart. Lots, most, almost everybody else lives over there in the skills and all the talent. And very few people are doing both. And I'm not. I'm no good over here. I'm good here and I'm good over there. Richard Brooke wears all three hats, like Denise's Bliss hats, all three of them, very, very well. That's what I want to talk about. So take it away, Adrian, and ask him some smart questions. <laughs> so... Richard, you've been at this for a long time and, and you've taught, you've taught a lot about mindset and and that's a huge theme of what you do. You taught a lot about authenticity and you've done it as well, right? You owned a company you've built in the field. You, you've worn all the hats. What do you, what stands out as the most important things to do and the most important things to be as a human being in order to be successful in this business? Well, so first I want to say, and I think it's, it, it, it's really critically important for, for wisdom and content. I have done it all in network marketing and I failed everywhere. I failed as a distributor. I failed as a company owner. I've, I've, I've failed as a generic trainer and coach. <laughs> I have, I failed as a board member of the direct selling association. I failed as a keynote speaker. I failed at all of it, but you know, it's one of those, you know, that graphic where you, you know, from A to B and success is like, and then you end up and B is higher than A. Um, and how did I do that? I just kept failing forward, I guess. Um, but I have a lot of humility about my career because I have failed way more than I have succeeded. But to answer your question, Adrian, one of the things that I think we all need is authenticity. And that's a big word. And a lot of people don't know what that means, really. It's kind of like the word integrity. People like to throw it around, but they don't really know what it means. And so here's what I mean by authenticity. It's just being real. It's just, you know, the best example, I, I use it in my trainings, is the Wizard of Oz, right? So you got the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain, and he's like, I'm the greatest. I'm the most powerful. This is the best opportunity world. We're the fastest. Join me. You'll make a million dollars here. I'm the smartest. I'm the best. Look at my car, right? And then Toto pulls the curtain back, and the wizard is like, oh, well, actually... I'm not all that in a cup of coffee. But then because the wizard drops into that vulnerable place of truth, what also comes with that truth is the wizard then, then coaches from this place of humility and wisdom and truth. And so how I see authenticity is, you know, it's the whole bag. Like if you've, if you've knocked it out of the park, if you've got some great ideas, if you've accomplished some great things, if you've got some great strategies, if you've done some really powerful things, I think it's authentic to talk about those. I think it's also authentic to talk about how often you fail and how often you're a lost ball in high weeds and you don't really know what's going on and you need help. And, and you know, most network marketers don't do that. They only promote how wonderful things are going, how smart they are, how easy it is. And why do we need to be authentic? For this reason, it's what really resonates with the other person. The other person trusts the energy of authenticity. They can see it, they can hear it, they can feel it, they trust it. And like a motto I use in my training is, trust trust as your number one strategy because if you can create trust with the other person 
Well, that's what's missing for them to engage with you. It's not it's not that they don't want to make more money. I mean, go ask 100 people, hey, how would it feel if you won the lottery and, you know, the state of whatever sent you five grand a month for the rest of your life? How would that feel? Oh, my gosh, people would be over the moon, right? People want what we have to offer. I'm not suggesting we're a lottery, but you get the point. It's like an annuity. It's built at once, get paid forever if you pick the right company. People want what we have to offer. They want community. They want fun. They want recognition. They want adventure. They want education. They want personal development. Why don't they engage with us? They don't trust us. You know, and it's hereditary almost. It's 70 years worth of hype and BS and manipulation. And and the marketing all sounds like the guy behind the curtain. Yep. And so... What do we need to do? We just need to be authentic. We need to tell the truth. We need to be transparent. You know, one of the things I like to show people is, hey, here's our income disclosure statement. But you might notice that 99% of our people in our company, they don't make any money at all. And the other 99.5%, they don't make very much. And I'm just curious, do you consider yourself a 99% or a 1%? Right? Yeah. And then people, you know, they love that transparency and then they go, I'm a one percenter. All right, then. Exactly. That's a compliant pitch, right? But I told the truth. I didn't tell them they were going to be a one percenter. They told me. And the other half of your question, Adrian, you just tell me how much time I have because, you know, I I can go on. You're doing uh, great. You're going. Uh, you know, what do people need to do? We just need to tell our story. We don't need to tell our story to 30 people a day. Why? Well, because you're not going to find anybody on your team or any prospect that's going to follow you to tell your story 30 times a day or even 10 times a day. You'll knock it out of the park. You'll hit a walk-off grand slam. If you tell your story once a day, and you get some people to follow you and tell their story once a day. One of the things that's missing in our profession is we get all these unicorns, all these seven figure earners that, I mean, they just happen to be gifted. They get in a company, they hit a company at the right time, you know, whatever. They just explode into seven figures. And then we take them and march them across all the stages and say, well, do what they did. Except hello, how, how those people make all their money are people that are trying to figure out how to make 50 bucks, how to tell their story once a week. So we need, we need role models that it's not about, you know, the motto is success loves speed. Well, success does need some speed, but it doesn't love speed. What it loves is consistency. If we're consistent and the daily activity is duplicatable, like people can look at what we're doing and say, well, I can do that. I mean, that's the green light that creates exponential growth and duplication is you got to have people look at you and say, I can do that. If people look at you and say, wow, you're amazing. I can't do that. You don't get duplication. And that's all we need to do to be successful in network marketers is be real and tell our story consistently. And, you know, you, you got to have a vision and goals and ambition and passion that's more important to you than looking bad by being a network marketer. That's kind of what it boils down to is what's more important to you, looking good or achieving your dreams. If looking good's more important to you, you'll never make it in network marketing because <laughs> the only network marketers that look good are the seven-figure earners. All the rest of us are like network marketers, right? It's we're branded with we're one of those people. And you yeah. gotta you wanna be successful here, you gotta own that. And the people that are more interested in looking good and having everybody think they're super cool, they don't make it. Usually looking good and being good are, are somewhat in direct opposition to one another. And yeah. so pick one and decide which one you really want because, and why would you pick looking good? It just 
you know, when, when you realize that truth, <laughs> it changes everything. This is killing me. Richard, it's fun it's uh, that she's on here right now. So Kat Ritter is, is hanging out with us and we're running a, a challenge right now. And she told a story this morning of really building an authentic relationship with somebody doing all the right things. And the person called her on the phone yesterday and basically enrolled herself. And it just was so, it fits so well into what you talk about the, the right time to, to ask somebody to take a look at what you have is when they're asking you to ask them. And, you know, this was, this was like an 11 out of 10 moment like that, but you can create that experience consistently if you know how to do what you just talked about. Right. Yeah, you can. I mean, it's just really a matter of perspective. Here's a hack that I, that I offer people to kind of allow them to feel in their body, what it feels like to be, the kind of networker that's gonna make it. This is a this is a physiological hack. Well, can, can we do the hack after the break so I don't get fired? So let's just we're going we got we're going right now. So thank you very much, Mr. Hack. This You're always is, interrupting me. I know it. I feel horrible. I he doesn't. He doesn't. He's cute enough, and he's seventy years old, so he has to go to the bathroom. But we're gonna. Oh, he's back. All right, he's coming. <laughs> All right, there he goes. Just water. We're coming back right after this. This is the Network Marketing Leadership Show on the Genesis Communication Network. Stick around. How about my wife? She's like the stenographer. She's all over it, man. Oh, Jenny, she he's, is. He's really trying to get another hat. This is so <laughs> exciting. Yeah, so it's really, really cool. And, uh, and Ron Henley, I don't know if you guys know who this guy is. He really needs some space in Atlanta. He needs a deal on a lease to make a huge warehouse for the Network Marketing Museum. And he and Larry and Taylor Thompson and all these icons, Jeff Roberti, Jeff Weisberg, people like that in the network marketing industry are really putting all hands on deck to create this thing. So if you guys don't know Ron Henley, he is a legend and I'm, I love him. And he's on this show every week, along with our friend from India. Both of whom celebrated birthdays very recently. So happy belated birthday to both of you guys. That's pretty cool. What kind of birthday? Like the... The day of their birth. Oh, okay, good. I thought you were talking about one. <laughs> wow, good. All right. That's what kind of birthday? We're going to go see It's Ron not our birthday, birthday, Tom. All right. You're going to go see him? Yeah, we're going to go find him somewhere around Atlanta. We're headed that way in about a week or 10 days. And Fernie's on here. Fernie, we mentioned you a little while ago. That's exciting. We hey, Fernie. Fernie. Yeah, I went to college with him. So, <laughs> all right. You I, wish. I wish. That's so funny. All right. So, so I think we got to talk about these digital business cards for a minute. Richard Brooks got one. I know. Pretty darn one. cool. Listen, I've been raving over them for a week. I can't. I didn't even. I thought they were a secret when I started telling people about them. So glad so we're loud. If, if you have a digital business card, you need to post yours in the chat right now so that everybody can see how cool you are and how cool they are. But Richard's got one. I'll throw I'll throw mine in the chat here really quick. Susie, and, post post mine in the chat. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Susie to the rescue. Susie's the best. Man, oh, she thought I was a creeper Susie. though, man, because she uh, <laughs> man. going. This guy's weird. And then I said, send me a selfie, and she sent me a selfie, and now I have her mapped. I got everybody mapped. Yeah, mapped. <clears throat> hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you guys in the big time Friday. Friday, Friday, I have a a conference call with the largest educational community in the world. I got a conference call with the uh, chancellor of California State University. Wow, that's twenty three campuses, um, five hundred thousand students. 30,000 staff and 5 million alumni. And we're going to be talking about contact mapping. Holy moly. They're all going to need business cards, <laughs> digital ones, all that, not you the please? paper things. Golly, well, man. we're going to talk about contact mapping because uh, the educational system in our country has a problem, especially with young men. Young men do not want to go to college in the droves that they used to. It's a big missing 
And uh, I'm going to talk to him about an idea about bringing contact, networking, mapping to the educational system. It's a long shot, you know, but. Um, well, it doesn't sound like that to me. It awesome sounds smart to me. Contact mapping, <laughs> not just network marketing, but in our educational system where kids who are going to college, you know, four years later and $100,000, $200,000 spent, and they got a piece of paper that doesn't even get them a job, and they don't even know how to get a job. And even if they got a job, they'd be broke. Yeah. And if they spent the four years in college mapping everyone they met, all the teachers, all the students, all the students' families, mapping the businesses, mapping the professions, mapping where people lived, they graduate. Now they got a network, which is way more valuable than that degree. Amen. What would happen is they turn into those unicorns that you were it. talking about. Richard, thank you. And, and anything we can do to support that goal, if, as that conversation happens, we're all, all in. So, all right, we're coming back. And we're back. It is the Network Marketing Leadership Show. This is my entire piece of this show today. I feel very good that I get to say this. We have got Adrian Chenault, Richard Brook, Michelle Eldridge, and an unbelievable studio audience out there. And very happy to have you all aboard. And this has been exciting. Don't you it's love been it? A, it's been a great show. And so before the break, Richard, you were talking about this, your hack, and, and what it looks like to really feel the, to what it takes to be the kind of networker that's going to be successful in this business. And so I, I want to hear that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, so, you know, when we're coaching people that are struggling and, you know, if, if we're talking to a hundred network marketers, most of them are struggling. Maybe they had some periods where they had some momentum, but most people in our profession struggle to build exponential growth. And when you talk to those people and ask them, you know, what's going on, what are you struggling with, what it kind of boils down to is it is there's this attitude, sort of this little bit of a black cloud over their attitude about the work. And of course, the what is the work? Well, it is marketing to your network, network marketing. It's asking people, hey, can I tell you my story? And of course, most people are going to say no, but the ones who say yes, you tell them your story. That's the work. You don't do that work. Nothing else matters. And when we talk to these people, what we find is sort of these debilitating rhetorical questions that frame their attitude. And those questions sound like this. Well, who do I talk to? And so, you know, people will spend thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to learn who to talk to, which is kind of insane. And once they figure out who to talk to, which is, they're right in here, uh, then what they'll ask is, well, what do I say to them? And people will spend tens of thousands of dollars to learn what to say to people. And then what they'll say is, well, what do I do if they say no? And people will spend millions of dollars on the psychology <laughs> that they need to have the self-esteem that have it be okay that somebody rejects them. So here's the hack. The hack is I just propose to people, hey, let's pretend that your network, network marketing company totally changed their compensation plan. And they got rid of the 12 different ways you get paid that nobody can really explain, especially not all the hoops you got to jump through and the gotchas and the fine print. They get rid of the 12 different ways to get paid and they replace it with a very simple, illegal headhunting fee. Not very legal, but here's the fee. The company will pay you $500 a day, 15000 a month. And here's all you got to do. Just tell your story once a day. That's all you got to do. If it's midnight and you haven't told your story, you're fired. And you can't ever come back in. But if you'll tell your story 
once a day, we'll pay you $15,000 a month. Now, the cool thing about that is everybody in the company makes $15,000 a month. Everybody. You can't make more than that because they're only going to pay you $500 a day. And you can't make less than that because if you ever skip a day, you're fired. Everybody makes fifteen grand a month. You make $500 a day for telling your story once a day. You got it? You understand the comp plan? People <laughs> go, it. okay, I got it. Who are you going to talk to? <laughs> yeah. And then notice in your body when you visualize that, folks, that who you're going to talk to is no longer an obstacle. It's not something you need to spend money trying to figure out. And the answer is actually not everyone. Some people say, oh, everyone. No, well, you only need to talk to one person a day. The answer is actually anyone. Anyone you choose to talk to gets you paid. And then the second question is, well, what do you say to them? And when I post people that, I say, okay, what at 500 bucks a day, what are you going to say to them? And they pause for just a second, and then they realize they don't know exactly what they're going to say to that person, and they'll figure it out. And then I ask them the third part, what are you going to do if they say no? And they're like, what do I care? I get paid anyway. There you go. So there is a whole hour long presentation where I do the math to show people talking to one person a day is actually worth about $2,500 a day, not 500. But what it boils down to what's missing in people doing the work is they actually don't believe the work's worth it. That's a yep. big Boom. elephant in the room. We got these super complicated compensation plans. We got very few people that are making big money. And the person that's up and coming, yep. they don't understand how they're going to make money. They don't understand how exponential growth works. They don't understand how network marketing really works, how they get paid, how they might right. get paid forever. And they don't believe that if they do the work for two or three years, it's going to pay off. Because Where we so learn this in the Momentum Mastermind is this going to come out in this course that you're starting tonight? Yes. Okay. So here's what we're doing. Cause we're getting out of here. Oh Everybody man. Needs to go to momentum sneak peek right now. Go there. Look at the time tonight. I'll be there. We're all going to have a party with Brooke on the microphone. So he'll get to talk and I guarantee you it will be worth it. And he'll be behind those beautiful curtains again. And it will be, <laughs> So what you want to do is go to Momentum Sneak Peek right now, not in a little while, register now and make a commitment to go to this thing. It's in two and a half hours. Yeah. It's free. It's, it's free. free. Yep. Tonight. How do I get a rake if it's free? <laughs> well, you don't. It's free. No, I know. I know. I'm kidding. There's a feeble attempt at humor. All right. Who do we have next week? Anybody got any, any idea? Uh. I don't know who next week's is. It's somebody. It's going to be great. It's going to be so great. we'll be back next week, same time, same station, Network Marketing Leadership Show. We love Richard Brooke, and we'll see everybody in two and a half hours. Stick around.